Today's show is brought to you by Lightning Pod. If you have a podcast, you know that it's a lot of work. But Lightning Pod can help. We've been working with their founder, Eric Johnson, for more than a year now, and he's really helped us take the Smart Home Show to the next level. So if you're starting a new podcast or you want to make your existing podcast better, you should get in touch with Eric. Learn more at lightningpod.fm. Hey, everyone. Mike Wolf here with the Smart Home Show. Today's conversation is with Shane Dyer, the CEO of Arraint. And if you're someone who is basically casually interested in the smart home, someone who has a surface level understanding or even less of that, you probably haven't heard of Arraint. But if you're someone who is deep into the smart home, someone who's building products for the smart home or consumer internet of things, you probably have heard of Arraint because they are one of those companies that build platforms that other companies can build around to create consumer-facing smart home and internet of things products. And so they're at, they've actually been in the business for about a decade and, you know, Shane's been there uh, for, for that long. And so he has that historical perspective. We talk about that, how things have changed. We also talk about how, you know, what it's like to, to build products that other companies build around for this, for this space and, you know, what, how that's changing, what that evolves, what the technologies are, et cetera. So it's a good conversation. If you're interested in, in kind of the, the companies behind the scenes, creating, uh, technology that others can turnkey build around. Uh, this is one of those conversations I think you want to listen to. You can find more at Arraint at Arraint.com. But before we get to the conversation, some quick show notes. The last episode of the Smart Home Show, the Smart Home Week in Review, I actually made a big mistake, and I should have known better. Having written a Smart Lock report, I had uh, talked about how the August Smart Lock, which just started shipping, was a Wi-Fi smart lock when in reality it was a Bluetooth smart lock. And I should have known this. I knew actually knew this, uh, but in my rush to get timely information out there, get the podcast out, uh, I basically made a mistake. And so uh, being in, in the name of transparency and someone who basically hates making mistakes like that, I just wanted to – so I just want to apologize uh, to the folks at August and uh, just let people know if you're looking at the August smart lock, it's not a Wi-Fi smart lock. It's a, it's a Bluetooth smart lock. And I I know it may seem like a minor thing to most folks, but to me, it's kind of a big deal. So I just wanted to announce that. The second piece of show notes is uh, you may have noticed there's no music up front for today's Smart Home Show. That's because I'm actually listening to my audience. And I've noticed a couple of people say that they don't actually like the intro music. And I just got a a review I saw on iTunes uh, from Galego, G-A-L-E-G-A-O. On August 20th, said, Intelligent Podcast, Dumb Theme Music. Gallego said, This is a great podcast. I especially love the Smart Home Therapy episodes. Just one complaint. As others have noted, the intro and exit theme music is annoying and sounds like a dumb, old, creaky, leaky house. Because it is. Definitely out of harmony for the Smart Home Podcast. Well, I'm actually listening to my audience. I've had a couple people say they don't necessarily like it. And so I'm going to try a couple of shows without it. If anyone wants it back, email me at thesmarthomeshow at gmail.com. Uh, the original idea was it was kind of a, I thought, a fusion of home devices making interesting noises in synchronicity, uh, kind of like I think, you know, you might see in the smart home. But, you know, in reality, if people don't like it, hey, I have no uh, super allegiance to any sort of theme music. Let's get rid of it and try the smart home show without it. So, but hey, if you want to listen to more smart home shows with or without the theme music, you know where to go to technology.fm or look for the smart home show on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud. Thank you. Uh, Galaego for your comment on iTunes. If anyone else wants to leave a comment or review on iTunes, 
please do that. It's always appreciated as well. That's it for now. Uh, thanks for listening. And here's my conversation with Shane Dyer of Arraint. I want to welcome Shane Dyer, the CEO of Arraint. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, great to have you. Uh, you know, it's funny. There's so many consumer-facing smart home and, and consumer-facing Internet of Thing brands that people are becoming familiar with. But oftentimes, behind the scenes, there's often a company that the consumer doesn't know about. And you guys are one of those, right? That's right. That's right. I mean, what Arrayant does, you've, you've certainly seen our, our customers' products, but we really help these you know, trusted customer brands deliver these affordable and reliable you know, connected products. So if you look at like a, you know, Whirlpool doing connected, uh, uh, connected uh, appliances, you know, that stove that's going to tell you that you, know, you left it on or that, you know, that fridge that allows you to offer you know, to order that water filter with one touch, um, all those are powered by, by Arrayant. Um, things like Chamberlain's garage doors. So if you know the LiftMaster brand or the Chamberlain brand, they're the real giant in that industry. And you know if you see the television commercial for uh, for 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 one of those guys, uh, you know, open, you know, closing your garage door when you're three miles away on your way to work, rather than leaving it open and getting your stuff stolen or 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 making that U-turn to be late and just to check, all that stuff is powered by Iran's Internet of Things platform. So let's get specific because specific because people use the term powered by and platform all the time and that, that's fine but I want to I want to kind of talk a little bit and dig into so our audience understands what you're giving a, a company like Whirlpool to provide a, like oh. a, 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 a kind of internet of things or Wi-Fi connected or, or, or appliance or whatever what are exactly yeah. type of technology and how do you help them do that. We basically give them all the pieces they need, you know, everything from the communication software that runs on their, on their appliance to, you know, the massively scalable cloud um, that they need, you know, to, to connect all of these, you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of things to, uh, to actually helping them out with the iPhone and Android applications. So it's really about, you know, getting that sort of shot of Silicon Valley DNA to help these guys go from a company that was offering products to a company all of a sudden that is starting to, you know, offer these connected products where, you know, if you look at the, you know, the bullet points on the package, you know, a couple of those features may be actually empowered by, you know, software and cloud. Um, and, you know, the, com- the companies basically have two choices. They can try to build all this stuff themselves, but they don't necessarily have the the DNA or the time to get that done or take a platform like a rant where we've done 50 and 60 of these products and we've built all those pieces to make them successful and really kind of turbocharge their IOT program. You know, I've been through one of these big transitions where I saw the consumer electronic space go from standalone islands and, and players of physical media um, to connected devices, you know, around the 2005 2006, 2007 timeframe, you started to see, um, you know, DVD players, obviously game consoles. And then probably a few years later, the TVs get Wi-Fi. Then the software had to follow along and, and made them more dynamic. And it, it was clear to me that the consumer electronics companies initially really had no idea. And I, so I think that we're in a mm-hmm. similar space right now with white goods ma- manufacturers and these guys who make mm-hmm. appliances who really don't have any idea how to make connected, connected devices. Yeah, that's right. And especially if you think about some of the issues like, you know, security for IoT, you know, not only just making them and making the app work, but how do you really understand that you've got a, a solution that's secure and somebody can trust to be able to bring in their home? You know, Arrayant, um, Arrayant really works on, you know, one of the one of the key things that the customer doesn't want. And I think the big pitfall in IoT right now is uh, we have a number of these early IoT 
uh, products that are really kind of a computer stapled to the product. So a computer fridge or a computer uh, thermostat. And Arant really believes in our architecture is completely different than that. We really believe that a fridge should be a fridge and a lot of the heavy lifting for the device uh, should be up in the cloud because that's an area that you can kind of make compatible with other products and connect to different things and, and put a lot of the complexity there. And then your fridge can just be a fridge that happens to have connectivity. And I think that's really our model for, uh, for you know, helping these guys not only build a product, but build a great IoT product. So I haven't seen the fridge equivalent of these first clunky smartwatches that were basically giant Android phones with a with the, with yeah. the watch strap on them. So, but what, <laughs> that's what not to do. Yeah, exactly. So you don't want this big yeah. clunky <laughs> device that actually is a computer that actually has uh, some, some chilling capabilities to, to make a beer cold is what you're saying. That's right, and we've all seen some of the early, you know, the early, uh, the early products that look like this as well. And 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 if you get an IoT product that's just done very elegantly, um, you know, and that's the that's that's the architecture that Rant really really um, uh, really enables these big brands to go after. But when you find one that just works and plugs in and installs simply and and can run for ten or fifteen years and is you know tightly done so that there isn't aren't security holes on that as well. Those are the experiences that I think people will be looking for, and those will be the great products. And, and so really what we do is we help these manufacturers make yep. great IoT products. And we're all familiar with the ones that are early in their categories, right, and have actually developed a name as kind of flagship kind of seminal products, obviously Nest and Thermostats. Um, you, you've seen, obviously, connected connected entertainment devices like Sonos, even going back further, right? They, they made a name yeah. for themselves because it was such a seamless, um, well-done experience. Right, right. And, you know, and now at this point, you know, Aran's done 50 of these products on our platform. So we really know, you know, those things that consumers really like and come back to and those, you know, early mistakes that a lot of companies can make when they do their first IoT product. And, and you know, whole, you know, the, uh, you know, working with Aran, these guys really get a much better product out of the gate. It's almost like their third generation comes out on their first generation. So let's talk about a company, Whirlpool. They're one of your yeah. big brand names. Talk a little bit mm-hmm. about uh, that case study, for for example. What did you help them do? Did you what did you bring to market with them? Sure. So you know across their across their different appliance brands, and remember, you know Whirlpool has like four or five different appliance brands. You know KitchenAid and all the other uh, all the other pieces that go through Amana. Um, we help them both on the consumer side, but also on the commercial side. All those uh, commercial laundry machines that you've had before, and getting data from those. So uh, a Whirlpool kind of standardized on the Array platform to, you know, to, to be able to offer connectivity to all, the, all these different products. So across their groups, they use the tools on the Array platform to innovate and come up with new ideas for the way that they use IoT. And that's such a big deal for them because they don't have to reinvent like a lot of the plumbing and the other pieces like this as well. You know, and that platform provides, you know, not just not just connectivity, but all these rich services around things like energy and energy pricing and things around, you know, rich, you know, the ability to contact customers and send notifications out to iPhone and Android and things like that as well. So it really lets them, you know, accelerate their 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 innovation cycle because they're on Arant's platform. And having watched so many of these companies over, you know, the, the decade or so I've been an analyst, Try to uh, roll their own platforms initially when mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have the experience, and then uh, abruptly at some point later move off of their platform as they move to something new. That can be really jarring for consumers. I mean, you, you've seen it happen time and time again. And so, um, 
having this decision made early on for a company like Whirlpool, where they standardize on your platform, and you're kind of doing the heavy lifting and have that expertise, um, th- that's probably a huge thing for them. So they don't have to create like potential brand damage down down the line. Yeah, and think about how many of these big brands, all that R and D effort in terms of making that platform great is shared on a rant, rather than each individual company having to, you know, kind of reinvent the wheel and keep their platform up to, you know, to to what's uh, state of the art. Because this industry is moving really, really fast. And when you talk about IoT, I mean, it's it's broad. Oftentimes, I talk to people who are very focused on smart home, but you're looking at um, not only the home, but you're looking at wearables. You're looking at enterprise. Um, I mean, and do you have customers across all these different sectors? Uh, we do, but, but, but connected home is really a key focus because right. if we think about, you know, the array and architecture for keeping the products simple and very low cost and moving a lot of the complexity to cloud, it's those products where there isn't an IT guy anywhere within a hundred miles of the solution where cost is a real big, is a real big driving factor for will I buy the product that comes with an app? Will I buy the connected one or the regular one? And those are all, you know, areas where, you know, Arrain's approach to the problem will, will, you know, will help a a manufacturer really shine. So I think there's a lot of gravity around that connected home, uh, around that connected home space for that reason, even though the platform is, you know, used for, for other applications as well. And to that end, you guys have, um, you know, your your entirety of your platform has a, a bunch of different ingredients, including the cloud space. You talked a little bit about the client software. You guys also have reference designs that enable yeah. some of these, uh, what I would call point solution guys that are creating like a light bulb or something to create a very low cost yeah. uh, Z-Wave type of gateway. That's right. So not only reference designs for gateway, both single single radio gateways across a wide variety of technologies, but also multi-radio gateways. And this is for the folks that are starting to put together systems of these products. So stay tuned, but Arrayant's going to be announcing, uh, you know, a, a couple major, major customers that are using, you know, you know, essentially that uh, Arrayant's architecture to connect a lot of different manufacturers' products, either through a multi-radio hub or if they're Wi-Fi products, up through the cloud itself, um, to create kind of, you know, harmonies of these of these of these branded products that work together. Talk a little bit about standards because being in the space for, for as long as you guys have been and you know almost 10 years is a long time um from a being mm-hmm. a, kind of an enabling platform company um certainly we we we're all familiar with the some of the the communication protocols and radios um that are really entrenched in the home um and then there's some new standards coming on board uh, there's obviously been a couple announced within the last couple months be it you know be companies that actually go into the communications protocol level, like Thread. Right. Uh, there's yeah. that initiative, uh, the Open Internet Consortium uh, with Intel mm-hmm. backing it. So, right. how do you see this evolving? Is it a little bit too crowded? Do, do we do you see a shakeout at some point? Well, you know, the, the great part about standards is there's so many of them to choose from. I think uh, yeah. I think if you look at particularly like the home land, you know, there are probably the forces of divergence are, are stronger than the forces of convergence right now. We have thread, obviously, Bluetooth LE is gaining ground, you know, areas like this. So um, I think the part that we see is that the compatibility layers for the Internet of Things are really going to be in the cloud. There aren't going to be one particular standard that takes over and dominates and everyone puts in their product for a long, long time. So it's kind of incumbent on us to figure out um, across these products, how are we starting to pull them together so that they can start talking to each other and they can start talking to the same to the, to the you know to the same uh, to the same applications in the way that the consumers want us to? Because at the end of the day, the consumers really want this stuff to work together. 
And so I think that's where we're going to see most of the action. Now, for a platform like Arrayant, that means we've got to be supporting almost all the major ways that these products connect. And we do that so that our customers don't have to. And in many cases, uh, you know, a tier one, you know, big branded manufacturer can't necessarily just standardize on one particular technology or one particular standard, but they're going to need a platform that works across, you know, it lets them evolve and works across the ones that are out today and the ones that will be out tomorrow. And that's what Arrayant does for them. I agree with you that we're not going to see one of the the land-based radios win out, right? Because they each kind of fit their own unique use cases. And certainly we're seeing, we're seeing a driving down of the cost around build, build materials to build these gateways, which you're pretty intimately familiar with, obviously. So, I mean, yeah. and we haven't seen, for example, the smartphone get less radios over time, right? <laughs> they, they're getting yeah. more. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, so I think, that, I, think in, I think in general in that environment, especially if you're a manufacturer, or you're a retailer, you're going to want to have some sort of, you know, you're going to want to have some sort of platform that allows you to interact with these and figure out how you're going to play with these other things that come through. And it's also been true of, you know, like, um, you know, some of the major platform changes like Apple HomeKit and and uh, and Google and uh, what Google's doing with Nest. Um, in many cases, in those announcements, you'll see a numbers of Arrayant customers that are figuring out off the Arrayant platform how they're able to, you know, hit the right switches to play uh, in those environments while still having their own platform. So are you oftentimes brought in early in the process before those are announced? And, and those, are you working, if not, yeah, are you absolutely. working feverishly to kind of make sure you're compliant with all those big announcements from these guys? That's right. That's right. So it's a lot of work on a platform like this. The company definitely doesn't want to do it themselves. But, you know, part of the promise on Iran is that you're going to be connected to the, you, you know, you, you have the opportunity to connect to these platforms. And a number of those, you know, connections are fairly new right now, but it's fun to start getting these guys you know, not only their, you know, their product themselves so that they are, you know, that manufacturer is a player in IoT, but also giving them the ability to play in those, in those, in those big systems that they want to play in. So, so Shane, you've been in the space for, I think, two, since 2005 when, when Arrayant was founded. That's correct. And so that's a long that's time, correct. man. How, how have things changed? Uh-huh. I mean, we're, it certainly seems we kind of hit a knee in the curve in the last couple of years, but I mean, what are some Oh, of, my Lord, yes. So what are you seeing now and versus like 2005 when you started this thing? Well, I mean, what happened? You know, the big thing was smartphone happened. So as soon as, you know, like 2010, 2011, we can almost assume that somebody had a smartphone with them. That consumer, you know, their mindset really changed. All of a sudden, you know, the consumer had picked their screens, right? They were their smartphone and maybe their tablet. And they didn't really want to see big computers and big screens on the things that were around them because they didn't really believe that they would, those interfaces would be easy. And so what, what that really also did is it put pressure on you know, the, the, the products around us to catch up and be polite to that consumer. If I only have, you know, um, if I only have, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know the, if that smartphone is really the center of my life, then I really want my products to be polite. I really want to be able to go upstairs and be able to hit some buttons and turn down my thermostat versus go to the little buttons and figure out how to program it. I really don't want to have to wander downstairs and turn off all my light switches every night rather than just hit a button when I go to bed. So I think it's all about the consumer moved incredibly rapidly. And now through IoT, all the manufacturers have to catch up to that new smartphone consumer. You guys are in a lot of different uh, regions. Any differences you see right now between uh, the U.S., uh, versus Europe versus Asia in terms of like how they're um, ev- evolving towards the consumer internet of things right now. 
Oh my lord! Well, one one I'll point out in specific is that Europe has just been a, been an incredible market, and Rain's putting significant focus in that area. Um, if you look at you know some of the you know obviously some of the customers, not just the U.S. brands, but also European brands that are coming online. Um, you know, I mean, guys around lighting, like uh, like uh, uh, you know, um, Philips, uh, Ostram, Sylvania, right. guys like that as well that are on the Iran platform. Okay, and uh, and uh, what's most interesting to me is that the adoption rate and the and the potential for IoT is certainly not just North America, you know, not North America phenomenon. Those guys are really starting, especially in Europe, even though they adopt a little bit differently. You know, there's more emphasis on energy in, in Europe than there is in North America. They're still very much coming into IoT with, you know, with the same fervor that we're seeing in North America. Hey, well, Shane, you've, you've been at this for a while, and I appreciate your perspective because uh, you, you've kind of been doing it. And Arrain certainly is powering all these different platforms. So I appreciate you spending some time with me. Oh, Michael, thank you so much. I really had fun in the conversation. Thanks for having me on.